everybody, I'm Dr. Deb, and welcome to another episode of PTSD and Beyond. Welcome to the PTSD and Beyond podcast, where we give you insights into post-traumatic stress, trauma recovery, healing, and beyond. I'm Dr. Deb Lind, and in each episode, I have a conversation with a guest who will stimulate your mind, touch your heart, and connect with your spirit, and also give you a greater understanding of yourself and others on this healing and recovery journey walked by so many of us before, wounded healers with lived experience and heroes. Hopefully, we'll also provide a glimpse into possibilities and purpose, hope, and inspiration. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. One last thing, guys, before we dive into today's episode, if you'd like an ad-free experience and like early access to new episodes and special events, I want to let you know you can join us at patreon.com. That is patreon.com forward slash PTSD and beyond. All right, let's do it. Hey, everybody, it's Dr. Deb here with PTSD and beyond. Let's invite the bell before we begin today. We're doing today's podcast episode a little bit different today in celebration of the new moon. Today is December 23rd, 2022, and is a new moon in Capricorn. It's also the last new moon of 2022. Now, why is this so special? The new moon, and when we experience new moons, is a time where we can release things and have open spaces that allow new things to come to us. People might find themselves cleaning house, um, doing laundry, doing what we do in our house, fit, no fit. (laughs) You know, you go through your closet and say, all right, so does this even fit me anymore? Will this ever fit me ever again? Eh, You know what? I think I'm going to donate it and pass it on to somebody else who will appreciate it and maybe somebody that actually needs it too. So you, I know that right now, and especially in our house, we celebrate Christmas and it's a few days before Christmas day and our Christmas tree is not up yet. I find this to be a similar story with other people. They're saying, oh my gosh, do you know what? I don't have my cookies made. My tree's not up. And that's okay. Today is a wonderful day to actually vacuum the floor, clean the house, and to finally put up that tree. That's what our intention of today is with the new moon. And I share that because new moons are so special. It's an opening of a door. And we get to choose to walk through that open door. We also get to choose having the door open and seeing what comes to us. And that openness, that willingness to be open. Every morning, I read a page out of a book, a page or a chapter, depending on how long the chapter is. And today, I want to share with you guys, again, we're going to be changing some things up here. In the upcoming year, so I'm going to give you a little sneak preview 
of what's coming in 2023. And one thing is to share poetry and readings, as well as amazing guests that we've already got lined up for next year. It's so cool how far along already in 2023 we are booked. And that's really exciting for us um, to be able to know that uh, we already have amazing people want to come on and say, hey, you know what? I've got something really cool and exciting to share with your audience. And again, I want to also thank people for listening and for being here (laughs) in over 130 countries. I mean, that in itself is just incredible. So thank you for you know, thinking, yeah, you know what, I'm going to go check out this podcast again, and uh, I like what they have to share with us and myself. Today's reading is in a book, it's called Peace is Every Step, The Path of Mindfulness in Everyday Life by Thich Nhat Hanh. May his memory be eternal. Thich Nhat Hanh, in this book, he presents things for us to contemplate, ideas, thoughts. And today's reading, I'm going to share this with you. I'm going to read the whole thing. And again, I'm I'm a big, you know, I don't want to say a stickler, but I definitely have um, a line about copyright and, and sources. And so this directly comes from Pieces at Pieces Every Step by Thich Nhat Hanh. It's on page 62 to 63. And It's entitled Cooking Our Potatoes. So why don't I just read it to you? And I'm going to pepper in some thoughts because in my books that I have, I have no idea who's going to inherit my collection. Oh my gosh, I love books. Um, And whenever I read a book, I always write in the margins. I write my thoughts. I write everything that happens in that moment goes into the margins. And I don't use highlighters either. I use pen. I'm writing. I'm underlining. Doing some old school stuff. Let's read today's today's, uh, chapter here. It says, Cooking our potatoes. Thanks to the illuminating light of awareness, after practicing mindful observation for a while, we begin to see the primary causes of our anger. Meditation helps us look deeply into things in order to see their nature. If we look into our anger, we can see its roots, such as misunderstandings, clumsiness, injustice, resentment, or conditioning. When I read this, I added abuse. We look into our anger, we can see its roots, such as abuse. Yes, these roots can be present in ourselves and in the person who played the principal role in precipitating our anger. We observe mindfully in order to be able to see and understand. I think that's key. I remember back in undergraduate school, shout out to Eastern Michigan University in Ypsilanti, Michigan. (laughs) I had a, a philosophy professor say, you are a conscientious truth seeker. I'll never forget that. You are a conscientious truth seeker. And my journey in philosophy began. Seek to understand. And in addition to understanding, to see. To see. 
Seeing and understanding are the elements of liberation that bring about love and compassion. I want to say this one again because I think this is something that needs to be put on a quote card for Thich Han. It is seeing and understanding are the elements of liberation that bring about love and compassion. That is so powerful. Love and compassion. I often say that love is the antidote to pain and suffering because it is. It is. Love is the immediate thing when we feel it and we know it and we hold it and we embrace it. Makes everything better. Makes no matter what we're facing seem possible to face. Love, 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 love. The method of mindful observation in order to see and understand the roots of the anger is a method that has lasting effectiveness. Here he goes with an example. We cannot eat raw potatoes. I mean, who has, right? I have. I can tell you when I was a kid, I've eaten a raw potato. We cannot eat raw potatoes, but we don't throw them away just because they're raw. We know we can cook them. So we put them in a pot of water, put a lid on it, put the pot on a fire, and the fire is mindfulness, the practice of breathing consciously and focusing on our anger. The lid symbolizes our concentration because it prevents the heat from going out of the pot. When we are practicing breathing in and out, looking into our anger, we need some concentration in order for our practice to be strong. Therefore, we turn away from all distractions and focus on the problem. If we go out into nature, among the trees and the flowers, the practice is easier. Isn't that true? They always say too, not they, but people will often say, and I say this too, when you're anger or you're feeling angry, go outside, be in nature. When I first read this, I, I wrote something in here. I wrote under compassion that reflecting, you know, reflecting back on my biological family, especially, you know, my mom, what compassion I have for her is that I made a different choice than we, she chose and chooses. And the compassion is for her deep suffering. Happy people don't threaten other people. Love does not command, demand, forbid, or threaten. That's not love. Hate and anger are the same. They don't command, demand, hurt, forbid, threaten. Love doesn't do that. Those actions don't come from a place of love. The, those actions come from a place of deep suffering. So my compassion for my biological mother is her deep suffering. And the compassion comes from, I don't even know what word to use. I wouldn't say mourning. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say mourning her decisions. See, I made different choices and decisions. I made the choices to understand where all this was coming from and to, to be the cycle breaker. This, I had an experience with my family last week that <laughs> I was just like, this is great. Their, their legacy is reflective of some of the choices that I've made. I don't know if you've ever seen the image. There's a, a cartoon image where 
is a, a, a lineage of abuse. And then there's a person who um, has a, um, a shield and it's behind them. And then what's coming out of their mouth is I love you. And, and then the continuation is, again, the cycle breaker and the legacy building and the love and the abuse cycle stops. And again, my compassion is understanding the deep suffering. People behave like that because of deep suffering. It doesn't make it right. I'm not saying that it's right. What I am saying is I have an understanding. And the compassion is that is someone who is suffering deeply. Suffering deeply. The other thing is that when we look at somebody who is suffering deeply, our energy also is part of that. Again, I'll say it. Love is the antidote to pain and suffering. And yes, the understanding and compassion and the love. Understanding our choices and decisions were different. And I made a choice to stop. And that I wouldn't perpetuate that type of behavior um, to my children and to my kids' kids. Because it's learned. As well as when situations do come up to say, yeah, no, no, that, that is not acceptable. That's not acceptable in, in my, my world and in my life. Because like I said, unhappy people do not threaten. Love doesn't come from a place of commanding, demanding, forbidding, or threatening. It helps us understand and to feel compassion for another person's deep suffering. And not excusing behaviors. Excusing behaviors and condoning behaviors that is something completely different than what this lesson is. This lesson is understanding, compassion, and love. And awareness. I also wrote something else in here too that I want to share because one of the things that I find very interesting is there's a lot of information right now about narcissism. I feel like I feel like the two things that's predominant right now and what's available and what's available to us to see on a daily basis, whether it's on a social media platform or even in the news, is two things, narcissism and trauma. Boy, I can't tell you how many trauma-informed experts there are out there all of a sudden. It's like, really? All of a sudden now there's all these trauma-informed experts. That's a red flag for me, folks. <laughs> it's a red flag. Because if you weren't a trauma-informed practitioner eight years ago, and now all of a sudden you're saying you are, hmm, really? Okay. All right. <laughs> it's a red flag. What I'm trying to say is that all of a sudden now the masses are all trauma-informed practitioners. Not just like, um, what, six years ago, everybody was all of a sudden mindfulness practitioners. Not. <laughs> oh, people just go where the money is. They just go where the money is. Unfortunately, that's a reality in our world today. Um, not with all of us. Not with all of us. And, um, you know, that's part of doing the practice. It's part of doing your work is recognizing and being aware of Who's the influencer that's a charlatan and who wants to inspire because they want to help people? 
That's my barometer. All right, so getting back to focusing back, right? Focusing back, circling back, Dr. Deb. I wrote something in here that at what point do we move from the focus of understanding the abuser and understanding the abuse to understanding ourselves? Because with all the information that's out there, again, there's so much predominant information that's being presented to us on narcissism. That it, at some point, it can keep, it can, it can keep the abused in the state of feeling like, well, it's always about them because the focus is about them. So when is it about me? On my healing journey, I had an awareness. It reminded me of working on my doctoral dissertation when you're conducting a literature review, meaning you're reading about the subject and you reach a point where researchers call supersaturation. And what supersaturation means is that if I continue to read, I'm learning the same thing over and over again, even though that the source is different. And a great way to illustrate this, let's go back to our childhood. Do you guys ever remember making Kool-Aid? We made Kool-Aid in our house. Maybe you're still making Kool-Aid. And you, you know, you put, you open that little packet and you put it in the container right? And you add the cup of sugar, <laughs> a full cup of sugar. My gosh. And then you add your water, right? And you're stirring it. And you can see the the sugar and even the, um, let's just say we're doing red Kool-Aid. And we, we can see the red Kool-Aid mixture dissolving. The red, the red mix, the red Kool-Aid, you know, dissolves faster than the sugar and you're stirring it and stirring it and stirring it. And if you add more sugar in there, what happens is that the molecules um, of the sugar will, will go to the bottom. The water can't absorb any more sugar molecules. And you have then more sugar uh, residue in the bottom, right? And that's what supersaturation is. We get so much information that um, there's stuff on the bottom because we're not learning anything, anything new. We're doing the same, we're getting the same information even though it comes from different places. So at what point in our healing journey do we capture the information that we need to go back to what Thich Nhat Hanh is saying to understand, right? To, to understand the primary causes. And when do we pause on that gathering of information so we don't then have a cross the line of, well, now it's all about them again. And it's not about me and my healing journey. That I think is a question. That question is something for each person to decide, which is why it's important to meet people with where they're at and not compare with where I'm at versus where someone else is at. But to be mindful and say, have I gathered enough information for me to understand the primary causes and in this situation, we're talking about anger. Of anger, am I able to observe mindfully in order to be able to see and understand? And if I've reached that point in this moment right now, then, then my potatoes are cooked. And I can move forward with another kind of energy, which is understanding, compassion, and love. Guys, this is Dr. Deb with PTSD and Beyond. Thank you so much for being here today. Again, our motto is take what resonates and go beyond. 
Hey everybody, I'm Dr. Deb, and welcome to another episode of PTSD and Beyond.